everybody there. This is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is none other than David Carter, a longtime domain investor and serial entrepreneur of many lucrative domain development efforts, such as asbestosurveys.com and buildingsurveys.com, to name a few. Today, David and I discuss how he started domain investing and domain development, how he stumbled upon a multi-million dollar business while at a soccer practice, why he considered domain development over domain to parking, domain parking, and the keys to profitable domain development. So with that, David, welcome, and thank you for making time to join us today. Uh, thanks very much, Alvin. I hope I can live up to the um, the great introduction you gave me. <laughs> Most definitely. And so you're you are um, close to ending your day as I'm starting my day. So where are you? Where are you based? Um, I'm in Birmingham in the UK. So that's right in the middle of the country, and um, it's soaking wet at the moment, <laughs> as written always. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, just a quick backstory here. So my wife and I met David and his wife while attending Rick Schwartz's first annual domain investor meetup uh, there in Asheville, North Carolina. And um, it was a pleasure meeting uh, both you and your wife. But interesting enough, though, I actually stumbled across your, um, I believe it was your website, David uh, Carter.com, sometime around about 2013. And so it's just interesting you know, six or seven years later to come full circle and actually meet you in the flesh. So uh, to kick things off here, you know, much like we did in Nashville, David, share with the listeners a bit about yourself, who you are, your professional and personal background. Okay. Um, well, I've been self-employed now for about 25 years. And uh, first off, it was in the recruitment industry, and then I got tired of that, and I, I left that around about 1992. Uh, when I really started getting into domain names. So it was 92, 93 uh, when I made the first investment. They weren't particularly good names. I was connected with all the good domainers and absolutely ignored all of their advice. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I did it, really. I mean, I was guided by the best and um, absolutely disregarded it. Um, but, you know, I always felt uh, in my heart that there was no money in parking. Now, everybody else proved me wrong, at the time, and I couldn't get parking to work. Maybe it was just the wrong names or something like that, um, but it was just never any, never going to be any good to me. So I started off developing domain names with, with programs like Excite Pro or Dreamweaver, um, things like that. And it was hard work, but it got me um, to know the ins and outs of hosting, website building, and all that kind of thing. At heart, I've always been interested in sales and I suppose having been in a industry that that relies on cold calling an awful lot like, like recruitment does um, my idea at the time was if you could make the same kind of money that a recruitment agency can generate but without making any calls that would be the ideal and you see people with their you know people do websites in different ways I didn't have any services to offer I didn't have any well, anything to offer, really. So I just sat there building little sites for myself based on recruitment or things that I was interested in at the time and putting on Google AdWords and things like that. So just little article sites. And uh, the parking, well, not parking revenue, but development money started coming in. So never massive money, but it, it was a few thousand well, pounds a month, I suppose, 
uh, and enough to keep me at home uh, working while our youngest child was uh, was still a baby. The other two, you kind of I'm kind of missed growing up uh, to a degree, uh, simply because mm-hmm. the um, I was always at work. <laughs> so this time I got to be at, got to be at home. So um, that, that, that's where I started. Um, after about a year of working from home, I started to lose, believe it or not, my communication skills. And, and I always thought I was quite a good communicator. Um, but, you know, for somebody who's been in sales for a long time, Alvin, it, it's, uh, it's an important skill to lose. Right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially when you're only talking baby talk. Babies are no respecters of um, uh, uh, work, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, they, they, stop. Yeah, they, yeah. That. that's right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you can't put them down. So anyway, I was, I was taking my eldest son to uh, a football match, a kids' soccer match, which is um, uh, that they used to play on Sunday afternoon. They call it Little League there, don't they, or that kind of thing. And uh, talking to one of the other parents, um, and I wanted some plans building, and he's a building surveyor. So cut a long story short, I did his plans. Uh, sorry, he did my plans, and I did him a website uh, for his new asbestos surveying business. Got the domain name asbestosurveys.com for about $1,200. And this was only going to be a sideline business of his. He'd just gone self-employed, and this was a small part of his building surveying practice. Um, But within three months, he had too much work. And so he asked me if I was interested in perhaps going into it with him and becoming an asbestos surveyor. It's only a two-day training course, so it was easy at the time. And, uh, and I did, and, and um, that, that business did very well. And then after a, three or four years, I uh, decided that I wanted a, a piece of the building surveying business as well. Uh, how the hell can I get that? So I went out and acquired buildingsurveys.com, uh, which was cost about $10,000, I think, at the time, um, which was a bit of a gamble because I hadn't discussed it with uh, with my business partner or anything that, that I wanted the you know the larger part of the building surveying practice as well. So I just built a website. And, oh, what do you think of that? I said, bloody hell, that's a good name. And um, the rest is history. We kind of we 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 were now 50-50 partners in the building surveying practice. That does very very well, and the name has more than paid for itself because all we do is offer building surveying services from it. The asbestos service, uh, the asbestos survey site is still going. Asbestossurveys.com buildingsurveys.com and then I started throwing up lots of little um, (laughs) what I call satellite or fishing line sites Um, having seen other people do it with affiliate income I I got the uh, I got the impression why work for pennies when you can have you know the whole shop Um, so I put up little sites like asbestostesting.co.uk or uh, asbestostesting.co.uk we used to offer, um, and we still do, offer a uh, asbestos testing, a sample testing service from that. And, and that used to do a lot better than it does now. A lot more people have cottoned on, and I try not to get too involved because it's small money. Uh, we had a, a site called asbestosroofing.co.uk, uh, which, which was just there to sell uh, roofing surveys. So um, only people who were interested in roofing surveys would come to that site. Um, so that was all based on keyword research that I'd done. Then I had another one called asbestosroofcleaning.co.uk. And that was the most interesting from my perspective because the, um, 
a call came into that one day and somebody's asking me all about asbestos roof cleaning. I gave them all the information on the correct way to do it. And then at the end, like any good salesman, I asked the question that I should have asked right at the start, which was how big is your roof and how can I help you? Um, and he said, oh, I haven't got a roof. He said, I've got a roof coating product and, uh, and it's brilliant. And uh, we'd really just like to introduce it to your building surveying practice. <laughs> and uh, so it was a sales call, not a buying call. Um, so that, that uh, kind of took me aback a little bit because um, I had no interest in roof coatings. Um, but we, you know, spoke to the guy again, um, went to, well, he came uh, for a meeting with my business partner and I, and we just had a look. And uh, it was so good, we, uh, we acquired it. And we started a company called, uh, at the time it was called Asbestoseal, um, which ran on asbestoseal.com. Uh, we changed the name after a year because we don't just do an asbestos roof coating, we do metal roof coatings, all for commercial property, uh, gutter linings and all kinds of things. But the problem I had with the name Asbestoseal was when you take a tin of something onto a roof and it's called Asbestoseal, People ask why you're putting asbestos onto their roof. On the roof, yeah. Um, so that was an own goal. So, you know, I'm not that clever, am I? So I renamed the company Liquisil. Um, that's been going for six years now. Uh, so from that initial conversation with the uh, chap who came in that day and from a six-pound domain name registration uh, has generated several million pounds of revenue in that time and just continues to grow. I mean, it, it, the company is now a, a, a leading name or one of the leading names in roof coatings in the UK. So um, wow. we, we intend to spread that um, over the uh, over other countries very soon. Right. So then, so let me take it back a bit because yeah. I, I find it interesting though that yeah, okay, well today you're here, you have this multi-million dollar uh, business or pound business and we, you know, I look at, I see different things, some would call it luck, some would call it serendipitous moments um, of, of just being at the right place at the right time. Now, obviously dating back, you know, when you had that you know, I get a serendipitous moment of taking your child to soccer practice, striking up this yeah. conversation. I go at that moment in time, like how many domains did you own at that given moment before all of this had taken place? Uh, at that time, probably more than I do now. Um, so it's probably, I've never owned more than 700. Oh, I have yeah, it's just under a thousand, just under a thousand. I'll say at that time. Gotcha. And then where are you at as compared to today? Uh, I own about three hundred and twenty at the moment. Okay, so you, you've 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 scaled back a bit. Since yeah, those... because domaining is really difficult. I mean, if there's one thing I should have learned years ago, is focus on one thing. Focus on the thing that you know, because or the thing that you're involved in. Because the thing that you're involved in most in life. Uh, certainly from a, a income-generating perspective, is probably where you're going to make the most of the money uh, later on. And the money is in the niches, as I found out. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yeah, so then, so, because I, I believe, like, even before, you know, the, the asbestos and building survey success, now, I, I did a little research, and I did see at one point it was you developed it-recruiter.com. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about about that story and what became of it? 
It didn't work. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I was in IT recruitment. Listen, there's lots of things that I've done far more, Alvin, than that, that's not worked than has worked. I think I, I think, you know, I always use tools to make the websites that I've got. So I'm always looking for things to make things better, quicker, right. more efficient. So itrecruiter.com was going to be. Um, a recruitment site, and I was going to do recruitment through it. Um, I never did. I, 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 uh, I thought I thought it was going to work. I kind of hope my son Michael, who's in Australia, will grab it one day. Uh, he's doing really well in IT recruitment. Much against my better advice, by the way. <laughs> I told him to be a surveyor. Having uh, <laughs> having spent fifteen or eighteen years doing it myself, I hated probably 95% of the time of it. I'm really not a cold caller. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> he, he, um, and, that's, and 10 years of that was running my own business in it, bear in mind. So, you know, it was, uh, we, we, we had a, a recruitment agency, my brother and I, um, that uh, we acquired uh, from a guy who was retiring called CPC Recruitment. Um, and uh, we ran that for 10 years together and my brother ran it for a further 10 years after that. And um, the, uh, the he loves recruitment. I I don't like it. So uh, yeah. So that one didn't work. My other notable failures were tributeact.com because I just like tribute acts, and um, I think there's some really good ones. I think there's some really bad ones. And I thought, what a great idea to put that up. So I did put that one up for a while. That didn't earn any revenue either. Uh, and it's important that people do know that not everything you do works because, you know, I, I listen to the odd podcast and you, you kind of think you get the impression sometimes that everything a domain that touches turns to gold. And I can tell you 99% of it doesn't. So uh, <laughs> at least in my experience, but then every, I consider everybody else better at it than I am. So, the, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's very, very difficult to, to find the niche that works. That's why I say the... You know, if you concentrate on what you know, it's probably better. But you can use other people's knowledge as well, and that's what I do an awful lot. You know, I didn't know anything about surveying uh, and, until I um, got involved with um, buildingsurveys.com. I didn't know the first thing about it. Well, that's and I think you hit a you hit an interesting point there of of just going. I, I believe that you know you it's a catch twenty two thing of going well. If I sit here and don't try anything, I'll never know. But at least if I go forward, try it, fail, at least I know. So it's it's one of those things of, well, do you sit and wait or do you simply go as you did? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with that. And I think the a lot of the time people don't realize the their own capabilities. I mean, I was sat there... Um, doing websites. So I was doing some websites for other people, not many, but some. Um, but at the back of my mind was always, look, if you're that good at building websites and search engine optimization, and I would have considered myself at that point as good as anybody in the world at search engine optimization, everything I did went to number one on Google, everything. Wow. And <clears throat> that was where the Pay, the pay-per-click money came in. That's why it was so good because I was just, you know, I would just sit there and knock out content. I find writing content a lot easier than speaking. And so um, I would go along and, and sit down all day at a computer and I would knock out at least a website a day. 
on one of my domains. And my theory was always... (laughs) It was all. They weren't very good. <laughs> very good websites, but you know they'd, they'd have a contact page, which is more than most do, and there would be some information on them about something or other. There was always something there, and so I would be knocking out these websites, thinking, you know, I'm not going to develop for somebody else. Why, if I'm that good at search engine optimization, why on earth would I let that go cheap? Because whatever price. You, you know, if you're looking at, at at what you can bring in for a company, and it doesn't matter what they do, if they're making a ton of money at it, why shouldn't you do it yourself? Obviously, if you've got the skills, but rather than earn pennies on affiliate clicks, which is what I was doing effectively, why not say to these people, well, actually, uh, I'll do this for you, but my return is, and it's a percentage, and in my case, it happened to be 50%. And, you know, 50% of a business um, or 50% of the income that was coming in that was being generated by the website is what I actually negotiated at the time. Then it became a business partnership. Then it became another business. So, you know, that, that's the actual um, sequence of events. So then, but, how know, did it, but how did it, I guess, in terms of uh, the revenue, was the revenue something like, oh, hey, we went from zero to 50,000 pounds in a matter of a month, six months, nine months? What, what were, were those three values months. in time? Wow. It was three months from startup, no revenue, no business, because my business partner at the time had his own He'd just gone on his own. He was in a similar situation to me. You know, you can you can try and earn money for other people or you can try and do it for yourself. He was in a position where he was working for a large national building surveying practice. They were paying him peanuts for the level of experience that he'd got. And so he went on his own. He got three kids to support and a mortgage to pay like everybody else. And um, so he started on his own. He then saw that the asbestos regulations in the UK were changing and thought, oh, everybody's going to, you know, the the companies are going to need asbestos registers. Therefore, Uh. you know, if I do asbestos surveys, I can do that. I've got a few clients. I might do the odd one. When he spoke to me about it, it, this was our conversation. I literally went like this. Dave, do you want to, do you fancy doing this with me? Uh, Because, you know, maybe we could do an extra, I don't know. 300 quid a month each, 300 pounds a month each in income. Wow. I was going, yeah, yeah. That was literally the conversation. Then it became, hmm, this is 3,000 pounds a month. Oh, my God, this is 3,000 pounds a day. And that's where we went. That, and there was just me and him traveling around the country in a car. We got, uh, from that website, we, we, we got a load of 300-odd um, surveys in Scotland to do. So we spent a few weeks in Scotland uh, over various times. Well, I'll never stay away from home more than a week um, at a time. So we did a lot in Scotland, like little industrial estates. Some of them took 10 minutes. Some of them took several hours. But we got to a position where... You know, we knew these things inside out. So if you're on an industrial estate, you pretty much know that one building is much the same as another. So you can get in and out in 10 minutes. So so that was good. And then we got a call from uh, somebody in Malta and who was representing or bidding for work on behalf of the Maltese government. And so we got that contract and we did five to six hundred asbestos surveys in Malta. Again, you know, just just the same kind of basis, going over every few weeks for a week and just knocking them off. And that that was really in the early days, you know, that we've been going about a year and a half at this point. 
And uh, that was a very, very big contract for us to do. That client um, is still a client today. And next Wednesday, my business partner, my middle son, John, has just started his own asbestos surveying practice. Uh, uh, he's subcontracting to us that week. Um, <laughs> one of our and two of our employees are off to Malta to do an asbestos survey on a big hotel that's been knocked down, and they're going to be there for ten days. So that that client, it, it it just keeps on giving. You know, you don't. These aren't one-off hits. These are repeat business. They're commercial clients. And then we had a call one day, and we 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 won a contract to uh, do the UK Army bases, the Army training bases in Kenya. So we've we've been on safari. We've done loads of things, you know. It can take you to weird and wonderful places, domaining. <laughs> so what, what's interesting to me? So at this point, if we're looking back right there at that the intersection of that conversation, I go, did you have a clue at that moment in terms of you know uh, paperclip cost of what the keyword asbestos was worth? Yeah, it was over a hundred dollars at the time. Wow. Wow. And so, and I think that that's probably a key point too, because, you know, there are many that will listen to the podcast and go, well, yeah, if you had to do it all over again, you probably couldn't do it again, where I kind of look at it from a different lens to say, well, no, if you find the right niche or the niche, and then if it's a, uh, if you're, if you're talking about two and $3 a click and let's just say low five, uh, figure, you know, search volume. So let's just say 10,000 searches in a given month. That's not really going to do much for you versus if you're in a higher margin business or a higher uh, PPC keyword, then you can, you can definitely see the correlation there of going, no, I could actually probably be successful uh, given you, you know, you find a suitable business model. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had, um, yes, I mean, you know, the word asbestos as a keyword is not a great, uh, is not a great keyword um, because it's too expensive. If you put it next to the word survey, you will probably pay $20 a click now in the UK, um, going down to a few pennies, I suppose, depending on where you want to be in that that, uh, list. But, you know, it's... What, what I did was look at the sub-niches within a niche. So you've got asbestos surveying, you've got asbestos testing, you've got asbestos sampling. You know, there's lots of different things within it. asbestos removal, asbestos skips, asbestos, all kinds of things. Well, a lot of the domain names were gone. A lot of them I'm not really interested in. I'm, I'm not mm. interested in asbestos removal. I'm not interested in sampling, really. For um, but, but there were... You know the asbestos roofing. You know that, again another little niche within the within the uh, asbestos sector. All little words that people search for. So that's why I bought the domain names in the first place. All of my asbestos names came from the fact that I was helping somebody with an asbestos surveying practice, and at the time doing it as a as a kind of commission based thing. If you if if you know what I mean, like better than pay per click, obviously, um, but. You know, before then, you know, I had um, I had a domain which was, uh, air, oh, what was it now? Something to do with aircraft. And um, I had a call from somebody in Saudi Arabia. And this was a fantastic um, lead. It was Rick Schwartz that put me onto it because he said, I don't know why anybody bothers with um, small niches when you can go for big ones. Look at airplanes, for example. Imagine if you could sell one of them on the net. So... 
I'd got, <laughs> got a domain. It was a .co.uk domain, and it was aircraft broker. It might have even been aircraft-broker.co.uk. And I got an inquiry in from somebody in Saudi Arabia, and a very serious inquiry um, for two jumbo jets. I don't know the price of a jumbo jet, but <laughs> but when I found out that the commission is 1%, that kind of my eyes lit up, uh, because, again, I'd built it as a site. I hadn't built it as a, as a pay-per-click. I just built it, you know, aircraft brokers, whatever you want, we'll find for you. My theory was at the time, how hard can it be <laughs> to find somebody <laughs> who buys or sells jumbo jets? And I did find them. And then what you end up with, uh, and, and, you know, most people probably don't know this, but what you end up with uh, when you're trying to put a deal together for somebody who wants to buy a jumbo jet, and they are a serious buyer, um, the, you end up in a commission trail. So everybody wants to split that 1%. Everybody wants to dilute it. And at the end of the day, you're lucky if you get 50 pence. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it didn't go anywhere. Is it? I did put them in touch. And in the end, I just walked away from it. I don't know if the deal was ever done. I couldn't tell you. No idea. But I stopped doing aircraft brokering after that. It was too difficult. Uh, so then in, in terms of today's environment with domain investing, domain development, yeah. obviously there is the uh, the flood of, of new domain extensions that have that have been in the market now, I mean, five, six years. Uh, yeah. Can't Could someone actually do the very thing you did with asbestos? Could they do that in a different market? Do you think they could do it in a different market today or differently? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 uh, I didn't think six years ago, I didn't wake up one day thinking I want to own a roof coatings manufacturing company, but I do. Right. Uh, so, yes, you definitely can. Um, you know, I, I think if you, if you know somebody that is a specialist in any area and you go and talk to them and you say, I think I could do this, then it is perfectly possible to, with a good domain name, uh, and, a, and a few IT skills to generate business from that website. And I think a lot of the time, you know, I mean, I was doing a, a trade show last month and uh, one of the, uh, somebody came up to the stand and they said, where, how did you acquire that name, buildingsurveys.com? Because they wanted it. Unfortunately, they wouldn't have been able to afford it, and I won't sell it. But the, you know, that that was their level of interest. You know, we didn't sell anything on that trade show, but they they were really interested in the domain name just because it was up on the uh, on on the stand. So I think it's I think it's possible. I think it, you know, um, it depends on the motivation of people. You know, a lot of people think that they can buy a domain name. They always think theirs is the best name. You only have to look on. LinkedIn or eBay to see everybody with their very rare domain names uh, that they've got for sale that, you know, you wouldn't register on a bet, never mind actually try and do something with. Right. But as long as, it, as long as it's descriptive and generic, I think there's every chance that you could uh, do that. I support Liquisil, um, which is Liquisil.com, which is our roof coatings uh, company with uh, lots of them. I mean, I paid... Uh, I think it was $3,000, it might have been a little bit more, I can't remember, for flatroofwaterproofing.com just a few weeks ago. So I'm still doing it. Um, you know, I still look at ways to support 
the business. Um, it's just one of those things. I, I, I'm always doing it. And every domain I buy, I buy and always have done with the aim of putting a little business on the back of it. Ah, and that's what I was going to ask in terms of, you know, yeah. I mean, obviously there's defensive registering, but then it's what it sounds like. And I don't know, you know, definitely keep me honest here, but it sounds like that you're, you're, you're purchasing um, similar or related domain names, but really uh, I'm assuming like you're likely either redirecting them to buildingsurveys.com yeah. or asbestosurveys.com, but it's almost as, hey, I'm building um, just as well as I'm doing business. I'm also building um, an investment portfolio at the business. Yeah, side. yeah, yeah. And the and the 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 investment portfolio being the domain names. You're correct. They do all direct or mostly direct to my own websites. Um, so they'll go to liquidsealbuildingsurveys.com, asbestosurveys.com, or whatever. So they will go there, but each one on their own could easily stand as a standalone business. And that mm. was why I bought them. And that's why I continue to buy them because, you know, I was looking at the, the flat roof waterproofing. We haven't got a very big name in flat roof waterproofing because we do pitched roofs, we do metal roofs, and we do asbestos roof coatings. But the flat roof coating is a, is a, is a very crowded market. So when I was doing the keyword research for it, it wasn't flat roof coating that came up top. It was flat roof waterproofing. So obviously I do what everybody does, and I typed it in, and there it was for sale. I think it was a huge domain, and I bought that from them. And um, the, uh, one day it will be developed, and it will be a standalone. Um, it might be a shop. It might just be something that only promotes our flat roof waterproof um, waterproofing coating. Wow. Now, what's your thought process behind that, though, in terms of you pull the trigger on a domain that's 3,000, 5,000? Like, what goes through your mind? You know, for some people, they'll go, 3,000, oh, my goodness, I can't, I can't see parting with 3,000 versus, you know, you're like, no, that, that is a steal of a deal. I'm going to go ahead yeah. and commit to doing that. What's the thought process behind that? Well, the first is, what will my wife think? The second one is, should I tell her? And the third one is, no, it's too good to miss. Uh, and it doesn't go beyond that, Alvin. <laughs> I think if I was into, if I was into six-figure domains or seven-figure domains, which mm -hmm. I can't afford, by the way, but if I was into six- and seven-figure domains, the, um, I would have a different thought process behind it. I've only ever been tempted once, and that was uh, coincidentally when we were doing all the work in Malta. Uh, bearing in mind, I, I don't like geographic domains particularly. I can see the benefits of them, but so few are developed properly. Um, they, they're certainly not developed in a way I would develop them, but then that's probably why geodomainers are far more successful than I am. <laughs> but, the, but we were working in Malta, and Malta.com came up for sale. I was like, oh, I can't resist this. It was £200,000 at the time. Mm. And I was talking with a business partner and going, shall we have it? Shall we just get it? And it would have been a real struggle for me. I would have had to raise a mortgage at that time because we were relatively new into the um, asbestos surveying, to be fair. And so we ummed and ahed and we then, yeah, we'll go for it. It failed the due diligence test as it happened uh, for a number of reasons, which I can't recall. Um, but there was, a, there was a significant reason why we, oh, they were talking about traffic numbers, and it turns out the traffic it was getting was hit, not traffic. 
and hits, as you know, count everything on a page, whereas the actual traffic, the number of visitors, was probably 20 times less than they were saying at the time. Uh. So um, that's why we didn't go ahead. But bear in mind, the Maltese government uh, own all of the industrial units in Malta. We were conducting asbestos surveys on all of the industrial units in Malta. So we were face-to-face on a daily basis directly with business owners in Malta. So if you're going to put something together that is going to promote Malta, not as a, just as a tourist destination, but as a, uh, a country that can export to anywhere in the world because you know, they've got a, a fantastic workforce there and there's some really innovative businesses, um, then that, that would have been a good day at the office. But uh, it just failed the test on uh, on traffic generation, so we didn't do it. Interesting. That is interesting. So one thought here, uh, just kind of changing gears a bit. Now, I've heard you mention .co.uk and .com. If you've mixed, you've bought many, you know, different domains ending in those. Yeah, I, I tend to buy more .com now. Uh, um, okay. The There was one I went after while we were in Asheville. You know, for the life of me, I can't remember what it was. Um, that, that, that's, uh, that's just an age thing, I think. But there was one that I tried to get, and uh, I think it was roofcoatings.com, but it's owned by, um, by a, a manufacturer. You wouldn't think it to look at the website, um, but they just <laughs> turned me down flat. And uh, they, 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 it's a shame because I would have really liked that domain, but hey-ho, yeah, roofcoatings.com. Yeah. Uh, but, but I suppose my portfolio is split uh, probably uh, 60%.com now, 40%.co.uk or .uk. I, tend, I generally tend to have both. If I've got one, I have the other because uh-huh. .uk is a better extension in my thinking than .co.uk. It's just that it's not yet taken off, but it will do. Gotcha. So then, I, you know, when I think through, I kind of consider David Carter to be likely more of a domain developer slash investor versus the other way around of domain investor slash developer. Do you know, I, I consider myself more a more an end user these days simply really? because of what I do with them. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the, the, only, the only domains I invest in now are those that I absolutely know that if I needed to or wanted to, I could develop into standalone businesses for myself, not for anybody else. But the, that's even the, outside uh, of the asbestos in- industry. Or? Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I really consider myself an end user. Um, uh-huh. But the and it's unusual. I think that's been a gradual progression, really. Um, I never sat easily within the whole domaining thing. I've been to two, two internet uh, or two domain name conferences ever. The first really? one was Rick Schwartz's. Yeah, yeah, I've only ever been to two. Um, and the first one was Rick Schwartz, uh, the original predated traffic one. It was, it was just called, uh, what do we call it? Uh, just, just um, I don't think it had a name. But that was in that, that predated all the traffic shows. That was two thousand and four, was it? I think. Yeah, I was about to say it's probably like, like two thousand three, two thousand four timeframe. Yeah, yeah. 
so I went there, met a lot of people, still in touch with a few of them, because Rick at the time had something called Rick's Board, and people used to go on there and uh, just chat together and post messages and exchange ideas, and I would take all that in, immediately ignore it, and that's why you know you've got they're all very successful and uh the and i just decided to take a much longer path (laughs) 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 um, and then the other one i went to was the Asheville one where i met you so you know i've only been to two so what so obviously only only those two and and with it being almost i guess somewhere at least 15 years apart from one another you know what made you just go hey we're going to fly from the UK to the US to attend Rick's event. Like, what, what, what really got you just to go, all right, I'm committed to this? Um, the email landed with an invitation. And uh, I thought, you know what, well, I've, I've been to Rick's house. I, uh, you know, we, we did go to Florida once, and he very kindly got a group of people together at his house as well um, just to meet us, which was really nice. And um, the, I thought, I've got the invitation. I keep saying no to traffic, um, so why not? And it was just, it was just that. I just said to my wife, fancy, um, fancy a trip to the States. We'll go to Philadelphia and we'll go to um, Asheville. And nice. I heard of, we'd never heard of Asheville before, obviously. So uh, why not? And it was a lovely place. So, yeah, don't, no regrets. Indeed, indeed it was. And so, I mean, was there anything that you were looking to to get out of it? Because I know that we had um, kind of like an open mic session of where folks yeah. were sharing what they did, uh, what their expectation was, and then what they could offer. So, I mean, did what did you enter in with, uh, with any expectations? And did you leave with, you know, anything? Uh, I, I can't. I think the reason I didn't uh, go to a, a domain event for 15 years was because apart from contacts, I didn't really get a lot out of it the first time. And I think the same is true of the second time. You know, I would think twice about going to any event in future because the I'm not a natural mixer, you know. I, I, uh, I am with a drink inside me, but not, 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 not otherwise, as you saw. <laughs> and so, um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was a nice social occasion for me i think i think because of the way i approach domaining it's so different to how lots of other people do it i don't think i'm a natural fit for that environment i think people were more interested in 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 the the kind of things that i was discussing you know like why you know why bother reinventing the wheel why not just white label products and things like that that you know, we had a lot of I had a lot of discussions about that and pointed people in the right direction. But I think I would like to think that they got more out of it than I did. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So then, I mean, kind of wrapping up here. So, if you had to do everything all over again, would you do anything different? Hmm. What do you ask me that for? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would. Have, I, I think I would have focused. Uh, much earlier and had more confidence in my own abilities. Other than that, no, I wouldn't do anything any different. Gotcha. Yeah, because I was going to ask, like, you know, do you think it was the development of the other sites and and their failures that that led you uh, to eventually being able to, um, I don't want to necessarily say effortlessly, 
effortlessly, um, you know, obtain success with uh, asbestosurveys.com and building surveys. But I go, it it did. There was a learning curve that wasn't steep. Hmm. You know, to a certain I think, extent. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the the the, uh, the successes that I've had generally come off the back of other people's knowledge, which is the way to do it, really. Um, because I bring something different to the party. It's a different, it's a marketing perspective, I suppose. And I've been very lucky because I know a lot of really excellent marketing people and salespeople. Um, and I think if you, you know, like, like I said earlier on, when I was in recruitment, I was always looking for a way of, you know, how do we not have to be on the phone? Well, if you can communicate, you can communicate in words. If those words get you the click or the phone call, then that's all there is to it. And, you know, so I look at it very, very simply. What words have I got to put on this web page to make people ring that phone number or fill in that form? It's as simple as that. Right. And so then looking at, you know, when I think about just your journey, uh, the successes that you've had, the failures that you've mentioned, and as it pertains to asbestosurveys.com, you know, if, if someone were listening to this and they said, you know, I... I want to go do the same thing, start a website about a passion, interest, or possible business idea. What would be your starting advice to them? Um, look at your abilities and, uh, and also look for a nice generic domain name. Uh, it all starts with that, really. You've got, to, you've got to know what people are searching for. And a good domain name is, you know, the value of buildingsurveys.com actually isn't anything to do with search engine placement. It's a lovely name, but when it does appear in search engines, the name buildingsurveys.com or even an email from somebody like me at buildingsurveys.com instills a great deal of confidence in the person receiving it because right. it's describing what you do. And, and should they, you know, because obviously, again, People are going to listen to this and you're going to have some that are going to go out and they're going to hand register a domain. They're going to try it. They may crash and burn. Others may look and say, oh, there's a domain that's out there for $1,200, $1,500, $500. Should I pull the trigger on this given idea? And so it's, it's one of those things of there is, I, I look and go, there, there likely is no right or wrong answer. However, I would probably lean more towards making an investment uh, a larger investment versus a hand registration investment. Not unless yeah, it's something I, new and you're you're ahead of your time, if you will. Yeah, I, I think the uh, I think if it was all about generic domain names, Alvin, Liquisil.com wouldn't be at Liquisil.com. You know, that's a brand that we've built up. Right. And so, you know, you, you've got to look at, do you want to build a brand or do you want to build a business or do you want a mixture of the two? And that's why I support Liquisil.com with lots and lots of um, generic domain names that point to individual solutions at Liquisil.com. So they don't just all point to the home page. Um, so uh, it's hard to know what what advice you would give somebody. I think, right. you know, if you haven't got any ability other than a domain name, if all you're bringing to the party, if you want to work with other people is a domain name, you really haven't got a lot to offer. If you can develop the domain name, then you, add, you start adding value. A domain name on itself 
in in my humble opinion, isn't worth a great deal of money unless you do something with it. You know, I know I've proven that to myself by trying to park them. God, I've tried, um, but they they just never worked. Not for me, anyway. Um, so development is what it was all about. If you're not a developer, then you've got to find somebody else who is. And again, finding somebody that's reliable and cost-effective is a, is is very difficult. But you know, starting any business is it's so multifaceted. I was as I, as I said earlier on. I helped my son, he was uh, two weeks ago, start up an asbestos surveying practice, but he's not called it asbestossurveys.com or anything to do with that. I offered him any of the names in my portfolio. He said, you know what, I just want to call it jcenvironmental.co.uk. So off he went. And now, you know, in his first two weeks, he's he's, uh, he's had some little subcontract business from us. And he's, he's, uh, believe it or not, he just by telling him, you know, you can't just put a website up and hope for the best. You've now got to sit on the phone and you've got to do what I never had to do as an asbestos surveyor and you've got to start calling people. But one of the first people he called is a demolition contractor. And it's a demolition contractor that is known to me, but he's not a friend and he's not really one of my contacts. I just know of him. Uh, But his uh, his first big job is to do an asbestos survey on a prison that's going to be demolished shortly. And, you know, that's a £13,000 thing. So, you know, when you're starting new, I can only give anybody else the same advice that I would give my son, and that is know your subject. He's got eight years' experience, so know your subject, know what you want to do, understand what your target market is, and then go looking for them, whether that be online or offline. Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, last but not least, is there any other thing that you'd like to share with listeners? In terms of? Just in terms of uh, domain investing, parking, development, or, hey, life knowledge in general. There's there's no straight path, is there? I think, think, and there's no, like you said earlier, there's no no wrong answers, really. So I think as far as domaining is concerned, if development is your thing, develop. If parking is your thing, then just make sure you've got some good traffic names because, <laughs> you know, domain names are not created equally, um, as we often see. And uh, But just stick to it. I mean, there's many ways to uh, develop domain names, but you've got to be realistic about it. Totally. And, totally. and understand your limits. So. Yeah, certainly. Certainly want to understand, you know, what you're up against um, and your strengths and your weaknesses. So... Definitely a good old SWOT or gap analysis uh, should, <laughs> should should somewhat do the trick or at least give you a lay of the land, you know, before you uh, tend to go out and try to survey or, 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 or take uh, take those development projects underway. So, Oh, well, I mean, there's loads of things. I was looking at one the other day. Um, there's, um, have you ever heard of a Skyvac? These are great things, these are. They're, they're, they're like uh, vacuum cleaners. On a, on a big pole, and they're brilliant for cleaning out gutters. And I'm immediately I'm attracted to that. I'm <laughs> thinking, crikey, what domains are there? And I went off looking for all these different domain names, and I thought, stop it, you don't know anything about it. But which just goes to prove that even anybody can get distracted. But think about that for a minute. There's no skill involved in cleaning a gutter with a vacuum cleaner. So you can do anything if you know the market that you're going for, can't you? 
Yeah, I was about to say the the market, and then you know I go with everything, no matter what it is. Timing is key. It is like timing is so key, and I think that that's you know when I think about your asbestosurveys.com, I go. The, the fact that you were there at the soccer practice, had the conversation, could walk away, go buy the domain, and then, you know, go full-fledged with it, and here we are six years later, I go, timing is everything. Um, yeah, who's yeah. to say, you stop for a donut or you don't go to practice that day? Eh, <laughs> don't know. I know. I mean, you know, yeah, or, or, or if you qualify a caller, like if the guy had told me at the start of the conversation when he rang about asbestos roof cleaning right. that he hadn't got a roof, he would have got very short shrift. It was only my uh, enthusiasm for right. getting, rid, you know, for sort of explaining to him how to do things properly that, uh, that I got that inquiry and turned it into a new business. <laughs> well, I have a feeling that you've probably just sparked a whole lot of people opening browsers looking for Skyvax. So, <laughs> it, so great it, things. I want one. <laughs> so, so in the event that you're going to start this uh, start this business, you better hurry before uh, uh, this recording airs. <laughs> it's, just, I, it's just too easy, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and that's just how it is. It's it's if if you're a domain investor, and I think Rick Schwartz said this that he, you know, he's always reading magazines. He's yeah. always has the news on in the background, and so any combination of words that comes out uh, or yeah. hits the the uh, airwaves is game. You don't know now. Most of a good percentage of those are going to fall, uh, you know, ultimately to the ground, if you will. But they're there is that percentage that you know yeah. they take wings and fly so it's true it's true yeah well with that we're out of time so david thank you again for joining us today and sharing your entrepreneurial journey developing domains into proven profitable businesses you're welcome thank you very much again for the invite of uh, alvin Totally, totally. And, and like I said, we look forward to staying in contact with one another. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Kickstart Commerce, where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business. Please subscribe to this podcast via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or Podbean. And last but not least, please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy. So thanks. And that's all for now.